Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, like we always do on the show, we like to kick things off with a little bit of a bang by giving out a couple underdogs that are interesting to us. Um, for the following day, we're recording this on Wednesday February 16th for Thursday, February 17th, 10 game NHL slate and a couple of interesting underdogs, including one you have your eye on in an original six matchup. So uh, tell the people what you're thinking, Red Wings and Rangers and what the uh, kind of parameters of you getting down on the dog are. Yeah, so my, my interest in this game um, hinges on the goaltending. Um, I was very high on Nadelkovic coming into the season. He has been trending poorly, but I'm not knocking him too much. I think that um, there's still a lot of upside there. And I, even though he's been underperforming, I think a lot of that obviously has to do with the way that the team plays in front of him. I don't think it's guaranteed that Igor is going to get the start here. So the parameter of the play here is that um, if if Georgiev does start, then I will be looking at the at the Red Wings here as the as a as my as my big dog. Um, Again, I do want to reiterate that Georgiev um, needs to start for me to be playing the wings. And of course, um, just check the Twitter feed in the morning to confirm if um, if if I will be on the Red Wings here. Yeah, it's funny because I think hockey less than maybe a sport like baseball or NBA, uh, people kind of don't uh, or maybe they underestimate lineup changes obviously goaltending is a little different but so much does hinge on uh like morning skates and stuff and and we do do our best to kind of set up the slate for you guys as best we can but obviously there's such a massive drop off between the best goalie in the league right now Igor Shesterkin and the pedestrian if you want to call him that backup in Alexander Georgiev I like the Winks too uh they're plus 170 right now taking on the Rangers I've said it all season I've been basically wrong every time but the the Rangers are a team that I'm willing to take shots against at big prices. Mm. And, and I think if, if Shusterkin does start and this number creeps up, even with him and Ned, I'll have some interest on Detroit because the Rangers just don't drive play uh, well enough that they'll put teams away. Like they put teams away with their goaltending and their special teams. So if the Red Wings keep it at five and five and Nedeljkovic does at least match Shusterkin to some extent, I think there's a path to success here for Detroit at, at a good number against a team that continue to fade even though it's it's you know the definition of insanity at this point uh i like a, another underdog too I, I think there's a couple of really interesting ones on the sh- uh the slate like i said but i like pittsburgh uh they're plus 130 in toronto uh who are coming back at minus 150 the over under for this one is six i think you're just getting a pretty decent number on a good team the penguins uh, we saw Cindy Crosby scored his 500th goal in a, in a game they didn't really play particularly well against the Flyers. They won in overtime. Uh, I was on the Flyers in that one. Well, uh, not a of course. not a fun one. <laughs> yeah, not a fun one to lose at uh, plus 270 or whatever they were. Um, but I think the Penguins, they, they're a team that is defensively sound. They're well-structured. Mike Sullivan's such a good coach that he should have this team well-prepared that, look, you got to keep this game five on five because the Leafs power play has been so dynamic. And also Toronto's goaltending has starting to – 
has started to uh, struggle a little bit. So I don't mind uh, Pittsburgh here as an underdog on the road in Toronto. And I think you might get a better number in the morning on Pittsburgh, even though it's, we talked about how they've been getting steamed a lot, but uh, Toronto too, they catch a lot of money as well. Anything for you uh, before we move on Pittsburgh and the Leafs? I do have a couple of notes here. Um, we've been saying about the, about the concern we have with the, uh, with the Leafs goaltending and of course Jack Campbell's play lately has been concerning and I do have him trending in the wrong direction now it's not something that I'm overly concerned about long term because um, we knew that there was some correction coming with him so it's not it's not necessarily surprising that he has struggled a bit here um, after Casey DeSmith got this start against the Flyers we should see Tristan Jari back in goal we did speak about DeSmith getting more starts going forward, and we're starting to see that come to fruition now. Um, it's for this reason why I'm not completely sold on the Jari correction, because um, the team does seem to have a plan in place for him to get some nights off. Um, the final scores haven't reflected this lately for both teams, but I have them both still profiling as under teams right now. I'm obviously getting consistent goaltending for the Leafs would be ideal here but um, I would need a plus money six for that reason and if I do get a plus money six then I will be on the under here once the uh, once the markets open up in the morning yeah so keep your eye on uh, Twitter for that I want to see if uh, that play comes through let's move on to uh, the rest of the board like I said pretty busy night in the NHL on Thursday it seems like the league is finally getting back to its uh, Tuesday Thursday Saturday heavy schedule uh, but the first one we'll talk about is pretty gross the St. Louis Blues minus 265 prohibitive favorites traveling to Montreal taking on the Habs who are plus 210 right now the over under here is six I've got no interest in this one I I mean I think we could move pretty quickly through this one Um, it's like the Blues are not a team I'm interested in laying big wood with because of the way they their their inability to drive play and their over-reliance on uh, stellar goaltending from Ville Husso and obviously we know what the Canadians are up to now and they are they've already traded one of their biggest assets in Tyler Toffoli. So um, yeah, I'll be passing on this one entirely. Anything for you, Blues and Habs? I agree with you about not about not wanting to lay the big number here. Um, I, I have um, generally become bullish on the Blues. Uh, we, we talked about this the other day that the Blues are a team that I want to bet on moving forward as they get healthier. Um, now, keep in mind, they have beaten the Blackhawks and the Senators the last couple of games. So um, we do need to keep things in perspective here. Of course, we need to keep their goaltending in mind as well, since there is now a major disparity between Huso and Bennington. With Bennington, I'm looking at the at the over here. Uh, the concern for the over is that even though the Habs have been more competitive since St. Louis took over, they just don't have the talent right now um, to put up the consistent offensive numbers. So this would be another play that would depend on Bennington starting and the price on the over that, that I would be getting in the morning. But um, that's the way that I, that I would be um, attacking this game. Uh, another, maybe once again, not a barn burner, Ottawa, uh, they're minus 105 traveling to Buffalo. Winners of three straight, including one over the Islanders the other night, which was thoroughly depressing. Uh, the Sabres are minus 115 right now at home. The over-under here is six. I think we have a little bit of disagreement on this one. I, I, I'm i looking back to Senators. I know Matt Murray won't play in it, and he's been really good for the uh, Senators since his uh, recall from Belleville. I, I just think the Sen- the Sabres look like yeah three-game winning streak. Tip, tip your cap to them. They have had like these little spurts throughout the season as – 
you know, most hockey teams will, no matter how bad they are. Uh, and they do uh, seem to be a pretty opportunistic offense. They don't drive play. They don't create chances. They're 30th in expected goals for right now, but they do score at a higher clip than that. And I don't want to bet on that to, to <laughs> I don't want to bet on that to keep uh, happening, especially against an Ottawa team that should prove to be a pretty uh, good challenge for the Sabres defense right now. So I'll take a stab on Ottawa as long as this number doesn't get too much higher than this. It, when the market first opened uh, and the look ahead line, it was plus 105 and it's already moved to minus 105. That's already getting close to the uh, stopping point for me, but I think a pick them are better. I would, I would be on Ottawa a team that uh, I generally want to bet on still, uh, even when they aren't big underdogs. Um, anything for you, Sabres and Sens? Yeah. I feel like we've gone back like 10 years here with me, uh, rooting for a Craig Anderson start here in order for me to back a team. Um, <laughs> but the Senators, our Senators, um, they have run into some uh, injury trouble here with uh, with Murray not being able to go. Um, and and we've talked about how, um, how, how bullish we've become on, on him this season. With Shabbat out and Craig Anderson starting, I am showing an edge on the Sabres, and I know that I'll show that in the morning, who actually have been playing a bit better since the, since the All-Star game. And again, like I always preach, you got to look at the team's opponents and um, and the Sabres haven't, even though they've won, um, they've been beating teams that are that are not very good. So the bar is low with them. That being said, uh, the, the extent of the edge that I'm getting on the Sabres is going to depend on whether or not, once again, we get our strike price in the morning. So, And I'm also wanting um, Gustafsson to start for Ottawa rather than Forsberg. Um, it hasn't been confirmed yet. But if we do get Gustafsson, I will be on the Sabres there. That's a fun one. <laughs> Sabres yeah. and Sens. Uh, Jesus. And uh, yeah, Craig Anderson playing against uh, his former team. Maybe a little uh, extra gusto from him. And another goal goalie that I think is going to be really interesting to see if he gets moved at the deadline. I'm, I'm sure that the Sabres yeah. would take anything for him. Um, but teams are going to be very desperate for goaltending. Now you can add the golden Knights to that list with Robin Leonard. Um, yeah, going. It'd be, it'd be nice to see him go on, um, go on one last run here. Yeah, it would. I mean, he, he had that little, little uh, stint with Washington last year where he played yeah. pretty well for them, all things considered when uh, every goalie that they had went down in their first round series, but he couldn't pull off the, the stunner against the Bruins. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be an interesting guy that, that will end up somewhere as like the number three, whether it's like Colorado or something, cause it's going to cost what a sixth or seventh rounder to get him. Uh, so good luck to you, Craig, wherever you end up the rest of the season. Speaking of his former capitals, they are minus 175 traveling to Philadelphia who are plus 150. This is another underdog that I think I have some betting interest in, in Philadelphia. Their play driving numbers aren't particularly great. They're still just a shade of, a very, very small amount under 50% in terms of expected goal rate, uh, according to evolving hockey over the last month, but that's better than where they were uh, and have been for most of the season. And the capitals are they're They're showing worse, right? They're not playing that, that well right now. Uh, we've talked about it a lot since, since the NHL's return to action, the capitals have really showed some cracks in their armor. And as I've said a couple of times, I don't trust their goaltending and I don't trust their defense to be able to bail them out of situations when the offense doesn't show up. So when you're betting against uh, Washington, you're really betting on will their finishers, their high end talent show up. Uh, and I think at plus 150, the number is good enough to bet against that notion. And it's like I said a couple of times, the Capitals, like I just have no interest right now in, in laying anything with them. So uh, I'll probably be on the Flyers tomorrow. We'll see how the goaltending shakes up, because if it's uh, Martin Jones, maybe probably pass but anything for you with flyers and caps 
Yeah, so uh, Martin Jones has been confirmed, and I just I I just want no no part of him yeah. at all. Um, I'm seeing my projected numbers for Samsonov slowly improve as he's getting more regular action, but I'm still not prepared to move him up too much since I still need to see more from him. Um, but he's no longer an auto over anymore. Martin Jones is, um, <laughs> but but in this game, I think that um, I just um, I I need to see more from Washington and. I don't want any part of Martin Jones. So for that reason, I'll be passing. Yeah, if this, I, like I said, like if with, with Jones getting the start, like at this number, probably pass. But if it keeps creeping up or if it does creep up, I should say, uh, I probably will be on Philadelphia as, as I do want to keep going against this Washington team for a little bit here. Another team that if you had any sense about you that you'd be betting against, that's the New York Islanders. They're minus 125 at home, hosting the Boston Bruins, who are plus 105. They're getting Patrice Bergeron back in the lineup. They'll still be without Brad Marchand. Um, man, I don't really want to talk about the Islanders, so I'll let you start first. So um, every time we bring up the Islanders, I'm going to apologize to you because I know <laughs> how much it hurts. Um, I'm I'm sorry for the Isles season. Um, like you mentioned, the Bruins will have Bergeron back and um, Allmark is confirmed to start in this game. So for those two reasons, we're no longer in the Bruins auto under territory here. Um, for the Islanders, uh, Sorokin has been trending poorly now. And I wonder if it has to do with uh, with the with the workload. I would I'd, I'll, I would defer to you on that. Um, Varlamov's numbers have been actually trending up. So I wonder if um, if we'll see more starts from him as we as we move forward here. And as we discussed last game, I have soured a bit on the Islanders, um, but I also have no interest in betting on Olmark right now. So this is another game where I'll most likely be passing. Yeah, I think the, so for Sorokin, I think it's a mix of a couple of things, right? Like this is his first season in the NHL where he's playing in different environments. Like last year, it was all within the division. So he's playing in the same buildings over and over and over again. Um, and I wonder if, if now like the kind of different styles of play, like everyone in the Metro to an extent played a similar style. Um, you know, you, you, you know what you're getting out of the Penguins last year. You know what you're getting out of the Capitals or whatever. Um, now you're traveling around the NHL. You're playing teams in you know Western Canada. You're going from playing a team like, the Oilers are playing a team like the Flames. And I just wonder if, if that's kind of, he's kind of, his learning curve is a little bit steeper than maybe we assumed. Um, and it's maybe catching up to him. And I think, like you said, the workload, uh, he did catch some bad luck with the the start against the Flames, which he wasn't great in, uh, but he played against the Oilers the night before. Simeon Barlamov took warmups and then tested positive. I don't know when, but they pulled him in, uh, in between yeah. warmups and the game starting. So I, I kind of drew a line through that start. Um, and then he played, obviously played at Buffalo. And I think that had all things kind of been normal, Varlamov probably would have played against Calgary. And if he showed at least like a little bit of gusto, he probably would have played against Buffalo. Um, and we wouldn't have saw Sorokin there, but I think you're right. Like it's, it's a workload thing and definitely an adjustment thing for him. Uh, which is one of the reasons I don't know if the Islanders would be so keen on training Varlamov is, uh, you do that, you leave him, uh, Sorokin as the lone Russian on the roster. And if it is taking a little bit longer to, uh, acclimate to the new, to, to the NHL, uh, you want to keep my llama around. All right. So uh, speaking of bad goaltending, the Seattle Kraken, plus 165. They're traveling to Winnipeg, take on the Jets, who are minus 200. The over-under here is six and a half. Uh, the Jets, man, what do we make about this team? Uh, we wrote them off about a week and a half ago, and then they they put up a great effort against the Wild in a 2 nothing shutout. Uh, they, their results have just been all over the place all season. So I'll defer to you on, on how you're looking at this team. I'm, I'm 
I mean, a minus 200 on a team that is just so all over the place is, is a little scary. So I I'll, would only look towards Seattle here, but it's likely a pass. There's such a wide range of outcomes with like Jets games. It's a, it's really tough to get a, to get a handle on them. Uh, with with Hellebuck going on Wednesday night, we should see Comrie here against Seattle, who is actually undervalued in the in the market, um, according to my numbers. Um, I suspect Grubauer gets the call here, and he stayed consistently bad all season. So so we know what we're getting from him. I think that we'll get the usual second game of the back-to-back with a backup goalie narrative money against the Jets here. Um, so so we'll see where this number ends up. Of course, like you mentioned, I'm not running to go bet the Jets at minus 200. Um, this would need to come down considerably. And I we'll, we'll see where it ends up. But I have no problem um, laying with Eric Comrie. But it has to be a reasonable number. So we'll see where, where that ends up in the morning. All right, before we get to our best bets, we'll talk about one more game. Uh, that's Anaheim. They're plus 185. Traveling to Edmonton, minus 230. The over-under here is six and a half. Look, the Oilers have uh, been they're your new favorite team out there. Yeah. Three three wins from three uh, under Jay Woodcroft. Three wins from three, I think, uh, with the So Money endorsement. And uh, I think you're getting a good opportunity to sell high on them here. I guess on Anaheim's on a back-to-back, I should note. I actually bet them uh, against the Flames on Wednesday night, and I will probably bet them again against the Oilers on uh, Thursday night. I just think you're getting a chance to maybe zag the market a little bit. Anaheim's numbers, uh, they've come down as we've expected, but I still think with um, either, like their goaltending, no matter no matter who's in that, I think has been pretty good all season. They are not terrible in terms of driving play, and the Oilers, their defensive numbers aren't just going to improve drastically just because they changed coaches. So you will get some opportunities to to score against a goaltender, whoever's in net for them. And Mikko Koskinen, I believe, might be getting a start. He's back off the COVID list. Yeah. Stuart Skinner's down. So you're not getting a great goaltender for Edmonton either. Um, and uh, like I said, like you just, it's hard to back, a, like the, with the Jets, it's hard to back a team that is just so all over the place at this kind of number. Uh, so I'll probably be taking a shot with Anaheim here uh, as a pretty big dog in Alberta. Anything for you on Ducks and Oilers? Well, I'm hoping that on Wednesday that the uh, Ducks beat the Flames seven-one. Um, <laughs> not only for your bet, but also because I want to see if I can pick up a couple of extra extra cents here on the on the Oilers. Who I just love this team. They have completely transformed themselves since the coaching change. They're actually strong defensively now. They're able to roll three lines consistently since they since they broke up those three guys and McDavid, Drysaitel, and. RNH are are playing down the middle there, and they're getting some fourth line contribution as well, which had been missing all season. Um, I'm generally lower than most people are on Anaheim, um, so as we move forward, that's kind of a team that I'm looking to bet against, but it's not something that I'm very confident in right now. It's just something that I that I have in mind. The price could be an issue here, so I'm not running to bet the Oilers right now. I think that that the market has started to or has potentially already caught up to the Oilers. So um, I'll wait and see where that number ends up. But I can't see myself on the Ducks, but I can, I'm closer to, to Edmonton right now. All right. On that note, we will move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, February 17th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. Uh, once again, be sure to check the Action App and so Money's Twitter to see 
where we land on these, depending on lineup changes, goaltending, maneuvering, all that kind of fun stuff. But for now, you have your eyes on a battle between the Blue Jackets, plus 130, traveling to Chicago, who are minus 150, and an over-under set at six. Uh, what, what are you playing here? I feel like we talk about the Blue Jackets um, every podcast. Like We talk about them so much, and nothing has changed with them. They're a bad defensive team. They get poor goaltending, regardless of whether it's uh, Corpus Allo or or Merzlikens in net, although Corpus Allo is very bad and Merzlikens is just bad. So there is a there is a difference there. They do catch a bit of a break here, I guess, with Fleury not going and the Hawks confirming that um, Soderblom is going to be starting in net. The Blackhawks are generally another under team, but if I can get Corpus Allo to start... Um, I would be looking at a plus money six. If those parameters come and play for me, the over in Columbus, Chicago would be my would be my best bet. One of, one of the beautiful things uh, about betting and or covering sports, providing sports content from a betting lens is that uh, a team like the Blue Jackets wouldn't pop up on Sportsnet or uh, you know ESPN Plus or whatever hockey shows you you watch if you're listening to like Thirty Two Thoughts or or the other mainstream uh, podcasts, but. Every team matters when you're betting, and uh, that's that's a great thing about it, and, and something I hope the league catches up to at some point. That if you want to, you know, raise the profile of some of these teams that are floundering through a season, one way to do it is to embrace uh, what, what we're doing. Uh, for my best bet, I like the Vancouver Canucks. Your Vancouver Canucks, they're minus one fifteen right now. Uh, they're traveling to San Jose to take on the Sharks, who are minus one hundred five. The over under here is five and a half. I think that you're getting a pretty good number on Vancouver right now. We'll see where this number goes, but I like it up to like minus 125. Uh, the difference between these two teams, I think is a little bit uh, wider than the market is realizing, even with the Sharks at home, the Canucks, we know about their goaltending with, with Thatcher Demko, and we know about their defense. They're still first overall in the NHL in terms of five on five goals against. And obviously Demko is a big part of that, but their defensive numbers are have been pretty good, especially under Bruce Boudreaux. Whether or not the Canucks score is what usually determines whether they win or lose. It's not the other way around. And while they don't drive a ton of offense, uh, the Sharks' defense is not one you want to bet on, and their goaltending is not a unit you want to bet on either. So I think that this matchup really favors uh, the Canucks at a, at a decent number here, even as a road favorite. What do you have to say about your Vancouver Canucks? I'm probably going to be joining you um, I do have some concerns about the pricing here. Quinn Hughes is back for the Canucks, which, of course, is a huge offensive driver for them. And we'll see Demko and Ned against Reimer, who Reimer has been has been interesting. He's been one of those goalies where I've been waiting for all season to kind of get some sort of correction, which hasn't happened. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the offseason work that he did in terms of getting his game back. And he's been a good goalie this year. I have been betting against the Sharks, um, but similar to the Ducks-Oilers game, I think that I'm more price sensitive here because I think that it's very likely that 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 Canucks number takes off in the morning. So I'm closer to the Canucks. I need them to be a little cheaper, but um, we'll need to, if we are betting the Canucks, we'll need to strike pretty early here when when the market's open. Yeah, nobody, nobody can, I mean, I should say, uh, everybody wants to get their hands on, on the Canucks these days, right? Like, yeah. Here they come, man. But it doesn't say much about that team that they lost to the, the Islanders, the worst team in all sports. And on that note, we will wrap up another episode of Line Change. Be sure to check out uh, Twitter 
for so many sports and the action app for me to see where we land for our bets on Thursday, February 17th. As morning skate lines come out and uh, goaltending news is confirmed, we wish you the best of luck with all your bets on Thursday and we will see you on Tuesday.